Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Every few years, the Wyoming legislature debates a hot-button issue. Should the jackalope, a kind of made-up jackrabbit with antlers, be recognized as the state's official mythical creature? In 2015, the House of Representatives in Cheyenne passed a bill that would bestow this honor upon the fabled beast, but it died in the state Senate. Earlier attempts to pass the bill met the same roadblock. Who knows, maybe someday the hopping horned critter will finally jump across that legislative finish line. And if it doesn't, at least there's still the Jackalope Days Festival. A summer shindig held in Douglas, Wyoming every June The fest gives tourists a perfect excuse to come and gawk at all the antlered lagomorph statues populating the city's downtown area. You couldn't miss Douglas if you tried. There's a jackalope statue measuring 13 feet, about four meters tall, greeting motorists at the city's exit on Interstate 25. Over in Mount Rushmore country, we find another giant jackalope, complete with a saddle, at South Dakota's famous wall drug attraction. And that's to say nothing of all the stuffed jackalope heads mounted on walls at diners and souvenir stores across the western United States. One of these was given to then-President Ronald Reagan at a 1986 campaign stop in Rapid City, South Dakota. The all-American jackalope is considered the brainchild of taxidermist Douglas Herrick. He was born just north of Douglas, Wyoming on July 8th of 1920, and he served in the U.S. Air Force during World War II. This was followed by a long career as a pipe fitter and welder. Also an avid hunter, Herrick studied taxidermy as a teenager. So did his brother, Ralph Herrick. The family had its very own taxidermy shop, which is where Wyoming's favorite fictional animal got its start. Varying accounts say the jackalope was created sometime in 1932, or 1934, or 1939, or 1940. In any case, the story goes that its birth was a happy accident. One day, the Herrick brothers, fresh from a hunt, brought a dead jackrabbit into their shop. The carcass was placed, or possibly thrown, next to a set of antlers on the floor. Seeing those things together gave Douglas an idea. As Ralph told the New York Times in 1977, Doug said, let's mount it the way it is. Mike Herrick, Douglas's son, said in a 2003 exchange with the Casper Star Tribune, I think that it was kind of a joke. A lot of taxidermists fool around. But he didn't know they would get so popular. I know he didn't know. One Roy Ball of Douglas, Wyoming, bought the original mounted jackalope off the Herricks for $10. After being displayed at a hotel Ball owed, the stuffed masterpiece was stolen in 1977. The thief was never caught. Yet, the jackalope business was just getting started. The Herrick family produced and sold tens of thousands of these furry frankenbeasts, affixing deer or pronghorn antlers to jackrabbit heads. Wall Drug became a major distributor. When Douglas died in 2003, the New York Times reported that Ralph's son, Jim, was delivering, quote, 400 jackalopes to Wall Drug in South Dakota three times a year, a small portion of his total production. Seeing mounted jackalopes inspired people to start making up stories about live ones. Some of those tales get pretty tall. For example, jackalopes are said to be quite musical. They supposedly have nice tenor voices and can be heard singing in the wilderness from time to time. 
Rumor has it that the animals enjoy cowboy campfire songs. If you start one up, they'll happily join the chorus from afar. Another story claims a member of the Herrick family saw a real live jackalope around Buffalo, Wyoming in 1920. Ralph denied this, but these fun tales have only enhanced the jackalope's real-world impact. Since the late 1940s, the Chamber of Commerce in Douglas, Wyoming, has issued jackalope hunting licenses. Carriers are allowed to, quote, hunt, pursue, trap, or otherwise take one, one, pronghorn jackalope within the lawful boundaries of Converse County, Wyoming, on June 31st, between sunrise and sunset only. Failure to have this license approved and issued by a resident of Converse County, Wyoming, or to otherwise comply with the terms hereof may, on conviction thereof, result in a fine of $13 and or a sentence of 13 months hard play in Douglas, Wyoming. We're not sure if anyone has ever succeeded in their pursuit of the hunt, but things just get sillier from here. According to the Wyoming Game and Fish Department's official website, the jackalope's natural predators include coyotes, bobcats, eagles, and chupacabras, among other varyingly existent animals. And on May 15th of 1985, Wyoming Governor Ed Hirschler signed a proclamation recognizing Douglas, Wyoming as the home of the jackalope. Perhaps, obviously, there's no such thing as a jackalope. Yet, we do have historical descriptions of rabbits or hares with antlers and horns that date back to the 17th century and even earlier. There's a virus called the Shope papillomavirus that could explain some of those sightings. Related to the human papillomavirus, this affliction actually does cause rabbits and hares to develop horn-like tumors but we'd hate to leave you on such a depressing note. So let's end this episode on a bit more from the natural history of the jackalope as related by the City of Douglas's Jackalope Hunting License webpage. It explains that although there seems to be a missing link in the jackalope's evolution, a now extinct or perhaps highly endangered cousin used to roam the plains in great numbers, the saber-tooth jackalope. This specimen could be distinguished by its much larger size, up to 150 pounds, about 70 kilos, its fangs up to a foot in length, that's about 30 centimeters, and its vicious attacks on windmills. However, the history states that the saber-toothed jackalope would join their smaller cousins in song, in perfect harmony, albeit with slightly deeper voices and a hint of a French accent, likely picked up from early trappers in the area. Today's episode is based on the article, Are Jackalopes Really Roaming the State of Wyoming? on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Mark Mancini. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 